Hey guys, welcome back to The Witness. Today we're in James chapter 5, verse 13 through 18. James is speaking to those people who he thinks needs encouragement and also helping to motivate those who need to get back on track as Christians, and he gives examples of that. He says, chapter 5, 13, Is anyone among you suffering? It's a question. He says, he should pray. So if you're suffering, you should pray about it. Then he asks the question, is anyone in good spirits? It's a question. He should sing praises. Then he asks another question. Is anyone among you ill? He should summon the elders of the church and they should pray for him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. When I was a kid, I was raised in a Methodist church and that was definitely something that was really important is anointing somebody with oil. And I recall and I tell this story all the time that some of the things in my life helped me develop my faith. There was a pastor who had came to our church or and uh, my dad was good friends with him. My dad was a pastor as well. And they invited him after church to our home. And we were just sitting around and I had a wart on my knee and I was picking at it. I remember picking at it. And he, uh, he said, let's, let's pray over that. And of course, as a you know, seven-year-old boy, I'm like, what are you talking about? Pray over it. So he came over and he, he literally had a little vial of oil in his pocket. Because again, for them, that was something they really believed in. And he took that oil and he rubbed it on my knee where that wart was. And the next morning, I woke up. Of course, he had prayed over it. But the next morning, I woke up. It was gone. It's never been there. Now, for me as a Christian, those those are the things I think that are extremely impactful. I don't think we can truly understand how those influences in our life affect us long term. That that simple act of obedience he had by rubbing oil on my knee on that wart and asking God to remove it because he clearly saw that it was affecting me, right? Me picking it and messing with it change my perspective of how God heals miracles. And that's just one simple thing that happened in my life that helps me believe that when the scriptures tell us to do something like put oil on it, anoint that person, we should do it. And it may be countercultural to us. We may not look at that and think that's weird. I mean, I'm sure, uh, Nowadays, if you took oil and put something on somebody and said, hey, I'm praying for you that you'll be healed, that would be very different for some people. But scripture says there's nothing wrong with that. And during that time, that was actually very typical. That wasn't something odd for them. Then he goes on to say, and the prayer of the faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. 
So even this anointing of oil is helping that individual in their relationship with Christ because of the act that he's asking us to do. He goes on in 5.16, So confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. We should be praying for each other. We should be lifting Christ up. And he says, The prayer of a righteous person has great effectiveness. And he gives the example here. Here it is. Chapter 5, verse 17. Elijah. He was a human being just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and there was no rain on the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land sprouted with a harvest. That is hard to take in as a individual to look at this and say, okay, God, you're, you're telling me that there was a dude that lived, you know, a couple thousand years ago and he, you know, got on his knees and said, please don't let it rain. And it didn't rain for three years and six months. I mean, and, and to the day, according to scripture, it says to the day, three years and six months. Really? Like that really happened? Well, I think as Christians, this is where we have to look at Scripture and either we have to accept the truth or not. And just prior to this, right, when we were talking about uh, chapter 5, verse 12, it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And the Scripture is saying this is what happened. And we have to understand that there are miracles. There are things that God does that we may not understand. And either we take them for what it says or we don't. But I'll tell you this, that if we don't believe that God can do miracles like this, God listens to us, we're missing out. And I think as a witness to other people, it it would be wrong of me to not tell you about something simple that happened in my own life, about my knee that happened, that truly happened. I saw it with my own eyes. And yet, I'm not going to believe something like this? Of course I am. So I pray that you as an individual, if you you struggle with those things, you'll start looking for those miracles. You'll start looking for those things that God changes or does in your life that have been miraculous, yet you aren't looking for them. And if this scripture like this catches you up and it makes you question scripture, I pray that you will turn that over to God. And that you will allow him to work in your own spirit to show you truth. Because we know God does not lie. God does not tell a lie. He is pure and holy in all he does. So my prayer is that you will think about those things. And meditate on them. And ask God to reveal in your heart the things that you can do better as a Christian. So whatever it is, try to seek God. Try to seek him first in all you do. And that way you can be a witness to those people around you. Keep Christ first. We'll talk to you next time.